Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you Everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Creative Control with Bish Khanna. Hello, you're listening to Creative Control with Vish Khanna. I'm Vish. This is episode 272, but it's different than the other episodes. Let me explain. Over the past couple of years, I've been asked if I might ever dip into my archives and repost interviews that I've conducted for magazines or from my old CFRU radio program, the Mish Vish Interracial Morning Show. I've resisted doing this because it's part of my past, and things like technology and also my practice have evolved since then. That said, I have recently been contemplating doing this from time to time when it seems relevant, and given that the Tragically Hip are starting what appears to be their final tour tonight across Canada. Uh, They're starting tonight, July 22nd in Vancouver. I thought I'd begin this archive process, if you will, with a chat that I conducted with Gord Downey. This interview was conducted on May 20th, 2010, for a piece in Exclaim magazine and also for the Mishvish show. And it's about Gord's solo album at the time, The Grand Bounce. The interview sounds pretty good, and it has some insights into his life and work. And you'll also hear a couple of songs from the Grand Bounce as well. And, you know, I'm I'm planning on seeing the Tragically Hip a few times this summer. I hope, I hope you are able to go, uh, too. In any case, for now, let's go back to May 2010 for a chat with one of my heroes, Gord Downey. Good morning, everyone, and welcome back to the Mish Vish Interracial Morning Show on CFRU 93.3 FM in Guelph. My name is Vish, and our guest this week is Toronto's Gord Downey, a genuine hero of mine who has redefined rock and roll music in this country. Over the past 25 years, he's led Kingston, Ontario's The Tragically Hip, who write and perform songs that are uncommonly challenging and great, and probably becoming one of Canada's most popular and influential bands as a result. 
Away from the hip, Downey has written poetry, acted in films, collaborated with people like the Sadies, and formed another band called The Country of Miracles, whose notable membership includes Julie Doran, Dave Clark, Dale Morningstar, Josh Finlayson, and John Press. Together, The Country of Miracles conceived of a bold and graceful third album called The Grand Bounce, which is available now. Here to tell us more about it is the incomparable Gord Downey. Uh, good morning, Gord. Hello, Vish. Good morning. How's it going? Oh, it's just dandy. <laughs> yeah. we, How are you doing? I'm very well. It's, mm. uh, it's nice to have you on the show. It's a big thrill. Good to be here. Thank yeah. you. Likewise. Uh, now, Gord, I really enjoyed reading the introductory essay about the Grand Bounce, which is up on GordDowney.com. Uh, it's very entertaining. I, I enjoyed it very much. Mm, uh, no, no problem. In it, you highlight much of the inspiration for the record. You, you cite the many conversations, anecdotes, and art by others that are kind of floating within these songs. Uh, I'm actually I'm curious. What compelled you to sort of spill the beans and frame the record so explicitly for listeners? Well, probably like any good fox to throw off the scent to more beans that could be spilled, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> There's a greater cache out there uh, in here, Vish. Yes. I'm just distra- yeah. I'm just distracting you from, uh, in general, probably with any record, there's a lot of beans to be spilled. And I've in the past kind of held on to them probably too selfishly, um, probably like a car maker or something like that, or a pie maker who doesn't want you to see how I make it. A pie maker. Wow, a pie maker. I've never... Pie maker, car maker. Well, I think of the Big <laughs> Apple on the 401 where you can stand at the window and watch them right, outside make of, the pies. And outside of Coburg there. What the Big Apple knew a long time ago, uh, car makers and other people are just getting the hang of now. They're, they're discovering something called connectivity mm-hmm. and process. In fact, no, little elves don't deliver it to you while you sleep. <laughs> people make these things and go through a long and beautiful process to do it. And I would be selfish not to allow people to kind of see at least part of that. I guess it's assumed that a lot of, you know, art is a reflection of of the artist's perspective on life. But, you know, we seldom get a first-hand account of where contemporary work is coming from, you know, unless you do an interview like this one. Mm. So I guess I wondered why you you just wanted to just unleash, you know, you just tell people right away, here's where everything's coming from. Here's where some of the things are coming. Right, right. <laughs> that makes sense to me. That's why we're doing this interview. Yes, get, exactly. Get to the rest. Get to the rest. Uh, and within that essay, you describe the grand bounce as a term meaning uh, desertion. Uh, I'm wondering why, why was that notion compelling to you? Well, it's funny. I liked the term probably first and foremost. Um, I took it from a gentleman named Evan S. Connell's book called Son of the Morning Star about Custer and the battle for the battle at Little Bighorn. Mm-hmm. And it's an exhaustive, comprehensive look at uh, the events and people leading up and you know interweaving through that story until the battle itself and afterwards. And that on, in and of itself is of interest to you, if it's of interest to you. The, the, the prose is luminous. It's really, it really took me two years to read, I think. And mm-hmm. That doesn't make me a hell of a guy, but in there <laughs> they talk about soldiers deserting and they didn't call it deserting, they called it taking the grand bounce. Right. And I like that, just the turn of phrase to begin with, and I never really thought about it, but um, as I kind of zeroed in on the time to pick a title, uh, it really just compelled me, it wouldn't leave me alone. Hmm. And uh, probably because when I kind of attached it to each song in turn, uh, it worked. And and I thought it, it doesn't necessarily just work with these songs, it might work with all songs, uh, and all things, because I kind of think that desertion is everywhere, hmm. um, all the time. 
you know, um, it's probably the easiest answer. Yeah, no, that, 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 that's a fair answer for sure. I guess in the context of you making a solo record and, (laughs) you know, kind of doing something outside of what you're maybe primarily known for, it it has an interesting connotation. Mm. Yeah. And that sort of occurred to me, uh, too late to do anything (laughs) about it when I, it occurred to me, um, and I still don't think I would have changed the title because I know why I titled the record. Sure, sure. And, um, you know, I think we desert ourselves. We desert, like I say, desertion is everywhere. We desert ourselves and, like, you know, our values, our convictions. Mm-hmm. Uh, we desert our morals, our, you know, better judgment. Like, our memories, our, province, our promises, our, our nature, right. our God. You know, we're doing it all the time. You know, it's in the wedding vow. Uh, in sickness and in health, till death do us part. Um, you know, I'm not deserting you, honey. I'm just dying. <laughs> you know, and uh, fight or flight. You know, yeah. This it, idea of fighting, uh, you know, fighting for a just cause or running from a lost cause, or you know, and what's honor and what is courage, and does it take? You know, when you're doing what you think is right. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, long and short of it, it just seems sort of bottomless to me. Um, and that's why I chose it as a title, right? Because um, I wanted something kind of bottomless. Mm-hmm. Well, the sound of the Country of Miracles band—it it has progressed a lot since the release of, of your first record, Coke Machine Glow, in, in two thousand one. Uh, it seems to have gone from kind of a, a found sound or, or feeling out experiment to something where the songs on the ground bounce, for example, are more structured, more arranged. Uh, I'm, I'm curious if you feel that the band dynamic has changed much since you first got together? And if so, what may have brought this shift on? Yeah, well, I mean, that was the last time we played together was seven years ago. We just played this past week, and it didn't seem like seven years, mm-hmm. um, you know, for whatever that's worth. Um, so I doubt we all stayed the same in that time. We just fell in with each other, and that's sort of what you do. And I think you get together... And you stay together because of the company, because you enjoy each other's company, because you enjoy making music for no other reason than to hear the sound again. Um, and that would be, that would sort of describe us, the country of miracles. Um, on a personal level, I just assume I'm, you know, I'm trying to get better, period. Hmm. As, you know, as a person, I guess I have faith that, you know, I do this stuff every day, I work at it. I just have faith and trust and hope that I, of improve, and I'm not dead set on improving, and I'm not, um, you know, um, I'm not um, worried about good versus bad versus, and that's why I tell my my kids, you know, I mean, just make a friend of a thing, um, being the instrument they choose, Hmm. you know, don't worry about the rest. So really, that's what I'm trying to do, and um, so the songs probably reflect that. I mean, that's, that, that does speak to, it sounds like it speaks to you. The, the Country of Miracles is interesting because, unlike most bands who do progress because they play together a lot, uh, your band, this particular band, doesn't have that luxury. It doesn't have that growth that happens maybe on the road or wherever else. So I, I guess I'm curious, particularly since, as I say, the first record, there has been a progression from, I think, more, what I don't like using the term experimentation because it's loaded, but... The, the sounds were kind of more off-kilter, and now it seems like it's more like the, these are songs that have a, a point A and a point B. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. 
Well, I mean, you know, I mean, you know all the players in this group, mm-hmm. and you know they rarely put their instruments down, maybe to have a sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that's about it. They're always playing, so um, that makes for suppleness and agility, obviously, mm-hmm. that they had anyway, and that it's probably speaks to their just, you know, their joy, you know, in making music, right. and, uh, which I find, you know, very attractive, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, for no other reason than to hear the sound again. Right. It seems to me. Um, you know, I was ta- I was putting I was uh, I had a tab stamp. You know, because um, I don't know what all the chords are all the time. And the tab stamp, just because I realized I didn't remember how to play some stuff, and so I sort of retaught myself all the songs. And you know, the tab stamp didn't get a real workout on the earlier material, mm-hmm. like three junk junk junk. And that's Chancellor, you know. Yeah. And um, but these later ones are more complex. There's more parts, like you said. Mm-hmm. There's a bit more of a map at work. Um, and I didn't, you know. That's just what it is. And um, that's how I'm, you know. I like to say I'm trying to express my best feelings perfectly. Well, that's all that is. It's just that's where I'm at now, and this is how I'm doing it. Right, um, which is much of an answer, I guess. But um, no, no, no. But I hear what you're saying. Like Coke Machine Glow is very. You could hear all the scraping of the chairs. You could hear a door closing. You could hear muttering here and there. Uh, again, sort of found objects and things that gave it a lot of personality, and and that was the case through Battle of the Nudes that Dale and I did together. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was more curious with this one, and it obviously leads to Chris Walla. Yeah who, um, you know, the record came about because of him, you know, just meeting him at Pemberton and, and chatting with him. I wasn't even thinking about a solo record. And I came away from there. And um, and again, like an idea that sort of wouldn't leave me alone, I was interested in what would happen if Chris got together with these guys, mm-hmm. his sort of sonic sense um, with their spirit, their sense of spirit, um, for lack of a, you know, better and more extensive descriptions of both. Sure. Uh, you know, and I was, it was a hunch that together we would do something fun and interesting. And, um, and it still has a lot of that. It still maintains a lot of those um, characteristic moments. Oh, no, are, certainly. Yeah, no. They're I... self-reflexive and I think hint at something like process. Sure, sure, sure. No, I, and I appreciate that as well. It, it just, as I say, there's a trajectory to what's happened with you uh, going solo and working with people like Chris Walla of Death Cab for Cutie it just it's an interesting one and and I thought I'd ask you about it so yeah uh, as a writer I assume you must have um, music piles and, and poetry piles and I don't know maybe maybe even prose piles I, I don't know is there anything in particular that gets uh, rather that that puts a new song of yours in either the country of miracles pile or the tragically hip pile no I mean I you know I still uh, adhere to the adage use it up the Raymond Carver <laughs> adage, which is don't save a thing for later. Hmm. Um, and that just lets me sleep at night. Um, you know, so I just, I get it and use it and whatever is up next. Um, I do. So, so I'm in a bit of trouble. I collaborate with buck 65 on something and I'd written the drowning machine already. Yeah. And it's on his new record. That's uh, uh, hopefully coming out at some point. Well, this is what I, I, yeah, I haven't, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I haven't heard the finished copy. I emailed him the other night about it, and um, I haven't heard back, so I was tempted to email and say... Um, They're quite different. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And um, But I wrote, I finished The Drowning Machine, and then I was in a Vancouver hotel when he hit me with an email, and the, the music 
And, um, you know, I literally had the drowning machine sort of sitting on the table in front of me, and I was saying, don't do it, Gord, don't you do it, don't you do it. You've already got a home for these words. And, um, but I was up front with them. I said, listen, I got, but they worked. I put those lyrics to Drowning Machine. I had a lot of extra lyrics that I put to his music. Yeah. And um, so it changes. It's different. But I got, you know, kind of intrigued by the idea of two different songs. Yeah. Um, and he was cool with that, too. Um, and then the race was on to see who would get the song out first. Well, it seems like you're winning. Yeah. Like, I don't, um, <laughs> but I haven't talked to him, like, what he even calls his song or anything like that. Well, and, the, and, the, and we can talk about this uh, while we're listening to a song. I, maybe I can, uh, I, I can send you a copy of it if you like, or I'm sure Rich can too. But it, it, I will tell you, totally different arrangements and uh, yeah. feels, and uh, very. It's, it's, his song's great. Your song's great. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, I'm just saying, Gord. I don't think you have much to worry about. Well, it was interesting because we talked about it and talked about the drowning machine itself and mm-hmm. what it meant, and he wanted to know kind of what I thought it meant, and of course, you know, it's someone talking to the sea yes or talking to a big body of water and one might as well you know yell at the waves to stop crashing so much it's you know (laughs) for whatever you want to call that and um you know and we ultimately talked touched on the idea of god and i think he's taking on the voice of god and i said better you than me man (laughs) uh, um, it's particularly interesting because rich doesn't know how to swim Right. He's deathly afraid of the water. These are things I didn't know. Well, see, now it's all coming together. So, yeah, so there you go. I'm, I'm, I'm in, uh, you know, I'm interested to hear it. Yeah. Um, but that was a case of, you know, the lyrics were in front of me. I put them to Rich's song. I already had them for my song, and, and I thought, oh, man, you can't do this. And I thought, well, why can't you? <laughs> you know? Yeah, I understand. But, uh, yeah. Well, right now I thought we'd actually hear a song from the Grand Bounce, and I was hoping uh, you might pick one for us to hear, Gord. Well, See one play one, I guess. The Drowning Machine? That seems to make sense to me <laughs> <laughs> at this point. We'll be back with more with Gord Downey, but first here's The Drowning Machine from The Grand Bounce by Gord Downey and the Country of Miracles on the Mishvi Generational Morning Show on CFRU 93.3 FM in Guelph.
This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. You're listening to the Mishri Generational Morning Show on CFRU 93.3 FM in Guelph. That was The Drowning Machine by Gord Downey and The Country of Miracles from their new record, The Grand Bounce, which is out now. You can get more information about this at gorddowney.com. The band will be playing the Hillside Festival in Guelph this July 23rd to 25th, and if you're just joining us, our guest today is Gord Downey. Uh, Gord, we were discussing the Country of Miracles band uh, a little while ago there, before the break, before the song. Uh, as we mentioned, it, it reconvenes every few years to make a record and a tour. Uh, some of my favorite musicians in the band, they're often very busy, and I assume that the job of spearheading a get-together falls to you, <laughs> outside of your own schedule in the hip and, and whatever else. Uh, beyond, like, available time on calendars, what is it that compels you to get the Country of Miracles back to work? Well, that's a very good question, Vish. Uh, sorry, I'm just opening the door. Um, sounds like Coke Machine Glow. Yeah, <laughs> except they're older now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just a second. Yeah, of course. Um, a space oddity. Someone got a ringtone. Oh, well, there David you go. Bowie ringtone that shows you. It's space oddity too. Oh, yeah, that's, yeah. that's great. <laughs> um, sorry, Beach. Where were we? I uh, you you had, you were commending me for my amazing question. Uh, about, <laughs> Which I don't remember. Uh, <laughs> I was saying, uh, what exactly compels you to get the Country of Miracles back together beyond uh, free time, free, free, you know, available time for everyone? Yeah. Well, I mean, um, it. Yeah. I mean, when this time around, as I say, I was, um, I had, I met Chris, and 
and it started me thinking about a solo record. It started me thinking about the guys and how much I missed them. And I had sort of committed myself to, you know, really going great guns with the hip for four or five years, which is what I did the last four or five years. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that finished, I was, you know, I, I, I craved the company of a project, you know, these records as you're making them are great company. And, uh, so, but beyond that, I, you know, I crave their company. These are some of my oldest friends here in Toronto. Mm-hmm. So I've been here about 20 odd years now. The rest, you know, and, um, and they're just really, you know, a lot of fun to be with. There's, um, I think I mentioned before, just a joy and a, an approach that they take that I find incredibly inspiring. And, um, you know, I, I am sort of a, a lifelong intern here learning on the job, um, <laughs> You know, and they teach me a ton yeah. about uh, about music, about approach, about attitude, um, about risk and reward. You know, mm-hmm. cause and effect. And um, I couldn't ask for, you know, I couldn't ask for more. So it's a yearning on your part to be like, you know, I miss everyone. Let's get this going again. Yeah, you know, and I mean, it's you know how it works in this music business. You um, they see you later and you have no idea it's going to be six years. Yeah. Um, but it can happen. Um, yeah. And um, as I say, like Dale, Dave, Julie, Josh, John Pressies are very inspiring musicians to play mm-hmm. with. Mm-hmm. They're very generous and very, um, very uh, encouraging. Um, and uh, yeah, the, the mandate is, is a smile, really. Just <laughs> put a smile on your face. And, uh, you know, you're not bailing hay here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I understand. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of smiles, I, I've had the impression from you that the summertime is something of a muse. Uh, it seems to be a season you write about uh, quite a bit. On the new record, there's a song called Yellow Days, mm-hmm. uh, where you, you talk about the summer a little bit. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and there's maybe other references, too, that uh, are on there. Uh, and you often bring the Country Miracles out on tour for folk festivals in the summer. Uh, Gord, are you infatuated with the summertime? Well, I mean, I don't know what you do all winter, but uh, <laughs> me, like many other Canadians, hole up somewhere and um, for eight months of the year and shudder and shake. I, you know, I look forward to it. I look forward to music in the summertime, and I know a lot of other people do too. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's um, you know the stuff we do when you're making music, when you're playing it live, it's uh, disappearing as you're doing it. Um, at the point that it you know comes out, it's disappearing. So what is it that we're all after? And it's experience, I think, hmm. and the experience and uh, transient as it is, um, that's what we want. And there's something when you're playing outside and the big sky and the sounds, melodious air drifting across all lines in the sand and borders and and barriers, you know. And drifting off into the sky, I mean, I really think that's what we Canadians, it's our reward <laughs> for, being, for being so polite. <laughs> so it's its not a coincidence then that that these things sort of tend to emerge in the spring and summer and, and bring you out to play? Yeah. Okay. No, it's, yeah. All right. <laughs> and as, and as, a, as, a, as a muse, as a lyricist, it's just fun to sing about the summer. Well, it is. It's hard. It's fun to put, um, you know, again, to to try and express that, to try and express your best feelings about, about your best feelings. Yeah. You know, 
Yeah. Oh God. Oh, you got you got. Oh, look out! Is Guelph. it space oddity? <laughs> look out, Guelph! <laughs> <laughs> well, before we let you go, Gord, it sounds like you got something to deal with, so I don't want to keep you too much longer. Uh, I'm wondering if you can tell us about your plans uh, now that the grand bounces out. Uh, how long are you planning to tour with the Country Miracles, for example? Yeah, well, we're going to do um, we're going to do this summer, bouncing around folk festivals, blues festivals, rock festivals, country festivals. Oh, cool! Just to show you how <laughs> how. Uh, <laughs> Um, you have range. You have yeah, you have tons yeah. of range in this we're, band. Yeah, we're very secure <laughs> with our identity. Uh, um, and then in the fall, a proper tour, which we're just sort of um, mapping out across Canada, and then all the while, sort of looking at um, getting down to the states in the new year and doing that whole job. Wow! So all of this with the Country Miracles band. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, I, man. Yeah, I was. I was. Uh, I don't want to say concerned because that sounds crazy, but uh, I just assumed it might be a summertime thing and then back to everyone else's regular lives, you know. Mm -hmm. But that's amazing. That's, it sounds like uh, you're going to take over the world. Yeah. Well, this is my regular life. Yeah. <laughs> I suppose that's true. I, yeah. I, I didn't mean to uh, suggest otherwise. And uh, thanks for your concern. Pete. Yes. Well, yeah. I, I, I'm very empathetic. I don't know what it is. <laughs> I can feel it. <laughs> I can feel it. I, I've also heard that you're, you're sort of tentatively working on a side project with the Sadies. How, how's that going? Yeah. I mean, that's going sort of catches, catch can. <laughs> which I, I bet you'll be the album title, but uh, we just sort of every, they got a busy schedule and I got a busy schedule. So we've been sort of chipping away at it. We were together about a month ago and added a couple songs and um, we still have some work to do, but it's getting closer. And then who knows what happens with it after that there. I enjoy um, getting together with those guys too. It's, um, it's a whole other universe as these bands all tend to be. Yeah. Uh, um, but yeah, I enjoy it. I, they're writing all the music, I'm writing all the lyrics, and uh, we're coming up with some neat stuff that, again, I guess you do it for the company, And but I'm genuinely shocked at sort of the themes and the things that you touch on based on the music you're singing to. Right. Um, you know, and I guess that's, uh, yeah, that's really, really compelling to me. Yeah. So how far along is that project, then, would you say, if you were to... Uh, yeah, I think we were shooting to get like 10 songs, and I think we're at about eight and oh, a half. Okay. So, you know, they, but they're out on the road now, and I'm going to be on the road now. So I doubt we'll get uh, with each other till the end of the summer, you know. Right. So. But we're in no rush, and um, I think that's healthy. Yeah. yeah. Well, it does sound like maybe uh, it's on hiatus, but are there any big plans for the Tragically Hip that you can tell us about as well? Or No, I mean, not not in the near future. I think, you know, everyone wants to cool their jets for a while, and I think it'll just be the songs. When we get a bunch of songs together then that say we should be a record, uh, that is what we'll do. Right. Um, so perhaps upending the idea that every two years you just convene and make a record, and, and the songs come pretty easily. I shouldn't say easily, but we... We make a concerted effort to come up with the songs, but perhaps this time the songs will come first. Okay. <laughs> uh, you, does that you, sound novel? Are you listening out there, songs? I think he's talking to you. Yeah, I, yeah. We, they might need your help there. You know where I live. <laughs> well, again, the new record by uh, Gord Downey and the Country of Miracles is called The Grand Bounce, and it's uh, out now on Universal Records. More information about it uh, and all of the Country of Miracles tour dates, including their upcoming appearance at the Hillside Festival in Guelph this summer, please visit GordDowney.com. Uh, by the way, 
really lovely website, uh, Cord. I, I don't know if you had any hand in that particularly, but it's a nice, I, I enjoy the website. Yeah, thank you. I'll pass it on to, uh, <laughs> to uh, the, you know, the relevant uh, dude. Yeah, just tell him, mm-hmm. I, tell him I have no concerns. Everything's yeah, fine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's not concerned about your website. People people should go check it out. It's a, it, it's a lot of fun. I appreciate that. Yeah, no, no yeah, problem. I do. Before we go for good, uh, I hope you might pick uh, another new song for us to hear. Oh, well, um, yeah, I guess perhaps keeping it upbeat, and uh, because I referred to it earlier, uh, the dance and its disappearance. Which, uh, it's a lovely turn of phrase, which uh, you, 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 I don't know if you borrowed it per se. Did you borrow it? Did you steal it? The title is borrowed, stolen. <laughs> uh, a woman named Crystal Pite, who is a world-famous dancer uh, the world over, except for Canada. Um, that sounds familiar. Where, where she's from. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Go figure. But um, she, I went, took, the, uh, took everyone down to see her in um, Toronto. She is a a dance company called Kid Pivot, and she uh, is a writer, choreographer, dancer, a major talent, and she had done a show called Lost Action. And describing the show in the sort of pre-program I was reading, she had a, there was a quote from Crystal talking about what it is that dancers do, and it was beautiful and eloquent and uh, and to the point. And all, but you know, the long and short of it was that they were doing something of their own flesh and blood and breath, something that was disappearing at the moment it was being done which is dance, our oldest and newest art form. Um, you know, and I just thought, yeah, I need to, I need to yell that from the rooftops. Well, the makes, dance and its disappearance. It's a, as I say, it's a great turn of phrase and it's a great song. This is The Dance and Its Disappearance by Gord Downey and the Country of Miracles on the Mishvish Interracial Morning Show on CFRU 93.3 FM in Guelph. Thank you again for your time, Gord. Thank you, Vish. I really enjoyed it.
From his album The Grand Bounce, which came out in the year 2010, that was Gord Downey featuring the Country of Miracles with The Dance and Its Disappearance. Uh, Again, that interview conducted on May 20th, 2010, and it was a great honor to get to speak with Gord on the record. Um, And I wanted to share that with you, as I I mentioned at the top, because the Tragically Hip are starting what is looking like their final tour ever uh, tonight, July 22nd in Vancouver. If you haven't heard, uh, Gord has been diagnosed with uh, terminal brain cancer, um, and we wish him and his family and his friends the best. Uh, that's all we can do, and we, some of us, hopefully you are among them, will try to go see the Tragically Hip this summer and celebrate their, their music and their work, uh, because they're a very significant band for a lot of people, myself included, and uh, yeah, that's all I have to say. Uh, thanks to uh, Gord for his kindness to me. And generosity over the years he has uh, been uh, really wonderful so um, yeah I just wanted to hear his voice again and so I dug through the archives and uh, figured what the hell I'll share it with all of you so yeah thanks for checking it out uh, this is Creative Control of Vishkana if you've never heard the show before uh, you can learn more about it at vishkana.com we've I've done like 270 odd episodes now and it's available via iTunes and audioboom.com you can subscribe to the show uh, download the show, stream the show, share the show, whatever you want to do with the show. Uh, most of the information you would need is at vishkana.com, including a link to our Patreon page where you can make a flexible monthly donation to keep the podcast going. Uh, the show also is on Facebook and Twitter at Vish Creative, and you can listen to a version of this show every Wednesday at noon Eastern Standard Time via CFRU 93.3 FM in Guelph or around the world at cfru.ca more great episodes to come in the coming weeks uh, I'm still hoping to take part of August off and that's that's the plan still but otherwise more episodes to come again check out uh, vishkana.com for the complete archive of these recordings and speaking of archives this was an archive uh, interview I've never done that before never posted an older interview uh, because uh, it's sort of weird to do it it's a topical show I think and 
I think I'm better at it now. I don't know. Better at interviewing? Maybe it's maybe it was the same. I have no idea. I can't be objective. In any case, maybe I'll do this from time to time. So if you have requests for old stuff <laughs> that I've done, uh, maybe prior to this show, uh, let me know. Maybe I'll uh, dig something up for you. All right, that's it for me for now. Have a nice weekend. We'll talk to you soon. Goodbye for now. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.